Radio Rounds, the podcast series from St. Louis Children's Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. In 1992, the AAP began recommending babies sleep on their backs to prevent suffocation and sudden infant death syndrome. Since this recommendation, the number of infant deaths has dropped more than 50% in the United States. Since 2005, the American Academy of Pediatrics has made several changes to its recommendation for safe sleep. My guests today are Dr. F. Sessions Cole. He's a Washington University physician, assistant vice chancellor for children's health, division chief of newborn medicine, and chief medical officer at St. Louis Children's Hospital. And Dr. Andrea Coverstone. She's a Washington University pediatric pulmonary medicine physician at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, doctors. Dr. Cole, I'd like to start with you. Tell us a little bit about the evolution of safe sleep. We used to just put kids in on their tummy. What's different now? Well, what's different now is that we understand that the position that a baby is put to bed in has a significant impact on the risk that the baby will suffer some kind of unexplained death during sleep. And this was all really uh, brought to light back in the mid-1990s with a series of large-scale studies um, that indicated that uh, children who go to sleep on their stomachs are at increased risk of uh, death during sleep. And so since that time, the American Academy of Pediatrics has had a consistent uh, campaign to educate parents, grandparents, and anyone who is putting a baby to sleep, including, for example, daycare centers where babies also sleep, uh, to be sure that they understand that the best position for a baby during sleep is on her or his back. Dr. Coverstone, so speak about the recent AAP recommendations on safe sleep and what's changed now? Yes. So as Dr. Cole had mentioned, we primarily have been focusing on back to sleep, but the American Academy of Pediatrics has recognized that there are other modifiable risk factors that puts a baby at increased risk of dying during sleep. So the AAP has recently, um, in the past year, put out new recommendations that talk about the sleep environment itself. So it's more than just about the baby sleeping on its back, but it also has to do with the sleep environment. So ensuring that the place that the baby sleeps is appropriate, um, that it's a firm bedding, that it is free from stuffed animals or blankets or pillows that the baby might suffocate within, um, that the baby is kept near the parent, but not necessarily bed sharing, which is another discussion, but near the parent. um, And um, we promote other things such as breastfeeding, use of pacifiers, and other, like I said, modifiable things that parents can do to ensure that the baby is in the safest way sleeping to lower that risk of sudden infant death. Dr. Cole, speak about some of the common myths about safe sleep. And people think about swaddling, and Dr. Coverstone mentioned co-sleeping, bed sharing. So what have you seen going on out there? Break up some of those myths for us. Well, one of the myths is that uh, babies may vomit during sleep and uh, may um, uh, suffocate due to the vomiting. And that myth is is clearly not true. Um, While babies may have some wet burps, uh, both when they're awake and and when they're asleep, 
um, uh, even babies with uh, wet burps, or the medical term is called gastroesophageal reflux, where breast milk or formula comes out of the stomach uh, between feedings uh, up into the mouth of the baby, even babies with uh, that problem should sleep on their backs, not on their stomachs. In addition, in terms of uh, other uh, myths, it is important uh, to understand that babies need to sleep, as Dr. Coverstone indicated, on a firm sleep surface. Um, uh, a crib, a bassinet, a portable crib or play yard that should meet all the safety standards of the Consumer Product Safety Commission is what is recommended with a tight-fitting firm mattress and fitted sheet design for that particular uh, sleep surface. I know that uh, many parents uh, would love to have a baby, quote, be comfortable, end quote, you know, by sleeping in a, in, a soft, uh, in a soft bed, but there is no question that that is a myth, that the safest place for a baby is on a firm sleep surface and not on a surface where there are a lot of covers or toys or other things that might uh, get in the way of uh, a baby sleeping. Finally, I'd like to be sure that everyone understands that uh, moms and dads can reduce the risk of any kind of harm during sleep to their baby if they don't smoke. Smoking is a, is a I know, you know, Grammy may have smoked during the pregnancy or auntie may have smoked during the pregnancy or after the pregnancy, but pre smoking during pregnancy or s exposure to secondhand smoke definitely increases the risk of, uh, of uh, death during sleep. And therefore, it's important to keep every home every car where a baby is uh, sleeping and breathing free of tobacco smoke. Dr. Cole, along those lines, you, you, what about crib bumpers? Because people don't, they worry about the, the slats in the bars of the cribs. And they, as you said, they want their children to be cozy in the crib. And bumpers are so cute with the little bears on them and such. Are we allowed to use those or is that off limits as well? It's important for everyone to understand that cribs now must satisfy a number of um, Consumer Product Safety Commission standards. And among those standards is that the baby will not be able to get her or his head stuck between the slats and the cribs. Therefore, there is no need um, to uh, attach um, uh, uh, any kind of uh, object like that, um, loose bedding, uh, etc., to, to a crib, it's very important that, uh, that the baby sleep in a crib that's as free as uh, bumpers and other potential, uh, uh, potential soft objects as possible. Dr. Coverstone, what about swaddling? So you put your baby on their back and they're swaddled, and if they start to come out of that swaddle, then the blanket is in there. What do you tell pediatricians to tell their parents when they ask this question? Yeah, that's a very good question. So uh, swaddling is personal choice. Um, some people feel that it is beneficial for their baby to sleep um, when it is swaddled because it feel, the baby feels comfortable. Um, but there's a couple of things to keep in mind when it comes to swaddling. One of the risk factors for sudden infant death is, um, we think, increases in body temperature. So a baby should be kept really no more than one extra layer of clothing is what we would advise 
parents and physicians to tell families is that what you might wear to bed, the baby should be in such an item um, with one extra layer. So that might include an extra onesie underneath a pajama or a swaddle. And swaddling is safe in the beginning periods, but um, must be appropriately um, uh, attached to the baby. And we you don't want anything covering the baby's head. Um, and the thing to keep in mind is once the baby is starting to show signs that he or she is rolling over or might roll over, which can happen around three to four or five months of age, um, that baby should no longer have arms tucked in and swaddled um, because that certainly can um, increase the risk if the baby goes from a um, back position to a front position without having his or her arms available to move him back. Um, That being said, once a baby is able to roll forward and back, the recommendations are that you can leave him in that position. So you always place the baby on his or her back to sleep, but if he is old enough to flip himself onto his belly, it is okay to leave him or her in that position. And you answered my question before I even asked it, because parents do ask, should I run in there 10 times a night and roll them back on their back? So you're saying it's okay to leave them if they are able to roll around themselves. That's correct. Dr. Coverstone, what do you want the listeners to know about room sharing and the new recommendations by the AAP? So one of the biggest changes to these recommendations um, that the AAP put AAP put out recently is that they are now recommending that babies sleep in the same room as a parent for the first six months of life, at least the first six months of life, up to one year. And what's important to know is that what the AAP is advocating for is room sharing, but not bed sharing. So a baby's risk of um, sudden infant death is decreased when the baby is nearby the parent. Um, because it's in a close observation, but probably also promotes some breastfeeding in those individuals who choose to breastfeed. And we know that breastfeeding is protective for SIDS. Um, But again, it's important to note what they are not advocating is bed sharing, because as we know, there is much evidence to suggest that a baby who shares a bed with a parent is at a significantly increased risk of dying during sleep particularly if that parent is under the influence of alcohol or medication, if they are a smoker, if the baby is younger than four months of age, or there's any um, uh, high-risk bed setup, so pillows in the bed or soft bedding. So, Dr. Cole, what initiatives are you implementing that support these positions? Well, it's very important that parents and grandparents or anyone who's going to be caring for a baby understand the importance of these new AAP recommendations. And so we try to begin the education about safe sleep uh, in the last trimester of pregnancy by sharing um, through our obstetrical colleagues or our uh, nurse midwives or uh, general practitioners, you know, the, the safe sleep habits that a mom, uh, a dad, uh, or a family Uh, needs to be aware of around uh, uh, putting a baby to sleep. Uh, In addition, after the delivery, we're very um, enthusiastic about being sure that uh, mom and her family understand 
the specifics of safe sleep during the immediate postpartum period. And uh, there are some uh, institutions around the country who are providing moms who don't have much in the way of resources with uh, the best um, uh, sleeping environment, that is to say, a a, 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 a solid surface for the baby to sleep on uh, that uh, she can take home. Um, we're very anxious also in collaboration with our primary care colleagues in pediatrics to be sure that these messages about safe sleep are um, uh, reinforced during the first uh, several weeks and several months of uh, primary care follow-up. And finally, we uh, uh, urge moms both before birth and after birth uh, to breastfeed because babies who are breastfed have a lower risk of uh, SIDS. Dr. Coverstone, as you're doing these things to educate staff on these initiatives and patients and families, what are you doing to advocate safe sleep when patients are discharged, vouchers, halo sleep sacks, and that sort of thing? Sure. So um, we have um, a program here where we uh, can get access to um, swaddlers and safe swaddlers for families. And so we start at discharge with education and I have worked with um, our nurses on several of the pulmonary floors on our unit, um, as well as we have a nurse practitioner that's working hospital-wide on providing resources to family and providing education to family so that they understand the risks um, that are involved um, or that a child may have if they don't take the proper measures about ensuring the environment is safe in the home. I think sometimes um, families can be falsely reassured when their child is in the hospital because the child may or may not be hooked up to several monitors. Um, but the reality is when we go home, these child are, children are not on monitors. And it's not recommended to continue to have them on monitors in an otherwise healthy infant. Um, and we have to make sure that we take other measures. So we do um, provide... Um, sleep sacks for families, and provide educational resources for families before they're discharged. Dr. Cole, last word to you. What does all this mean for referring pediatricians? What else would you like them to know, and what else would you like their patients and families to know about safe sleep initiatives at St. Louis Children's Hospital and around the country from the American Academy of Pediatrics? Well, it's important for families and for pediatricians to know that we have terrific resources here to help answer any questions that the pediatrician or the family might have about the safest possible sleep environment and sleep habits for babies. We want to be sure that pediatricians understand that we completely support the recommendations of the American Academy of Pediatrics locally and also nationally, that many of our uh, physicians here at St. Louis Children's Hospital have been involved in the development of, uh, of those and review of those, um, uh, of those recommendations. And we're anxious to continue to see a decrease in the number of babies who die in the first six months of life uh, with sudden infant death syndrome or sudden unexpected death syndrome, thanks to the continued uh, collaboration with our primary care pediatric colleagues and with families who are putting their babies to sleep. 
Thank you so much, doctors, for being with us today. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.